I think that's the problem with people go out and learn how to drive a truck and get and get their own truck. They think, you know, that's nothing but big bucks to be made there. And that there is sometimes, but you have to hang on to it. You can't just go on a spending spree and not worry about tomorrow because it'll bite you. Welcome to the Oakley Podcast, Trucking, Business, and Family. This show is brought to you by Oakley Trucking, headquartered in North Little Rock, Arkansas. The purpose of this podcast is to communicate with Oakley owner-operators and their families by giving them up-to-date information concerning Oakley Trucking and the trucking industry. From business advice to safety updates to success stories. Also to give an insight to outside truck drivers that might be interested in joining the Oakley family. Hi, I'm Jeremy Kellett, Director of Recruiting here at Oakley Trucking, and I'm your host for this podcast. This is the Oakley Podcast, Trucking Business and Family. And we bring you a new episode every Wednesday, and we try to bring you some good information to help you be a successful owner-operator. This podcast was created to help communicate with our owner-operators and their families to kind of give an insight on uh, on what's happening at Oakley Trucking uh, on a weekly basis. And it's come a long ways. Uh, you know, we really have been able to have some awesome episodes, some awesome guests on and it's turned into something that I never thought it would be, but it's it's also a great recruiting tool, retention tool, and just informative for all our owner-operators, and we appreciate everybody listening or watching. Be sure and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Be sure and share it with somebody. That really helps, you know, the old uh, algorithms in the Internet to help uh, get us out there so we can get in front of more truck drivers to help get to give them information to help them be successful too so that's what we're after here to make a more successful trucking company and owner operator so on today's episode i got mr leonard frills from sacramento kentucky he's sitting down with me and we're going to talk about his story Uh, he's got a great story i actually have only heard the really none of it (laughs) just a very small part of it of how he used to have his own authority on a trucking company and a bunch of trucks. And now he's at Oakley, been here four and a half years. So we're going to visit with him on his story here in just a minute. But first, let's do an Oakley update sponsored by Aero Truck Sales. Aero Truck Sales has been in business for over 60 years and a longtime partner of Oakley Trucking and the Oakley Podcast. Trey Visor and Keith Wilson do a great job at putting you in the right truck to fit your needs and our needs here at Oakley. They carry all makes and models to choose from with on-site financing through transport funding. So whether you're a seasoned owner-operator or a first-time buyer, be sure to contact Keith Wilson at Aero Truck Sales at 573-216-6047 and tell him you heard it on the Oakley Podcast. Okay, on the uh, update this week, it's all about Driver Appreciation Week, September the 10th through the 16th. Of course, as always, we appreciate all our all truck drivers all over the country and what they do for us. I mean, you are the, the bloodline of this country, and we appreciate everything you do. And by doing that, you know, we have a driver appreciation week. So everybody, if you're not uh, aware that September the 10th through the 16th is driver appreciation week, you need to be, and you need to thank a truck driver for the job he does uh, day in and day out, year in, year out. Uh, please recognize them as you do. What we're doing... Here at Oakley, we're giving all of our owner-operators a free truck wash at either Oakley facility. We also have free lunch. We've got a taco truck on the yard here at North Little Rock, September 11th, 12th, and 13th from 11 to 2. So eat all you want there if you're here on the yard. We Also, the big thing, I think, is 
live drawings for prizes. We're doing three prizes a day for a total of 15 on Facebook Live. So that's every day, Driver Appreciation Week. Some of the prizes I saw that they were giving out are pretty neat. We've got a custom Oakley bag board, you know, the old uh, cornhole that they call it now, I guess. Got those. We got uh, Oakley cooler, nice, fancy, uh, big Oakley cooler, Oakley duffel bags, custom pictures, Carhartt jackets, all kinds of stuff that uh, are given away on Facebook Live. So be sure and check that out and appreciate all you truck drivers out there and, and the job that you do. Well, let's talk to Mr. Leonard Frills. Leonard, how are you today? Doing well. Pretty much arm wrestled you to get you up here because <laughs> I just caught you out on the yard and and was talking to you and you had an interesting story. So I thought it'd be nice. And I appreciate you doing it. I know you didn't have to and you got stuff to do, but it won't take long. We'll knock this out. I just think, you know, your story's interesting and it, and I think it could resonate with a lot of truck drivers out there in sure. this world and, and not just here at Oakley, but everywhere. So if you would introduce yourself, let let our listeners know who you are. Yeah, Leonard Frills, as he said, Sacramento, Kentucky. I know no one probably knows where that's at. Where is that? It's 35 miles south of Owensboro, okay. over on the western side. So oh, where that is? Yeah. Country boy. I grew up on a farm, 2,100-acre farm I grew up on. Nice. Just got kind of got into trucking on accident. I wanted to, when I graduated high school, I wanted to buy a piece of ground. My granddad said, $1,000 an acre? Are you crazy? You can never pay for that. Was it now 15000 So Yeah, right. <laughs> that's kind of the way it went. So got into trucking. Hopefully it turns out a little better. Yeah. You got a family? I do. I've got a wife of, put me on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of a long time. <laughs> long time. Four kids, five grandkids. So. Oh, congratulations yep. on that. That's one good thing about Oakley. I get home every weekend, get to enjoy them. That's, that is I went great. for several years, didn't get to. Yeah, so. that's something I want to touch on. Hearing a little bit too about that, about some of your home time and family time when you were doing your other deal. What do y'all do when you're not working? Well, I collect antique tractors. Really? Uh, and believe it or not, I have a granddaughter that loves it. My wife goes and do that uh, and just I just enjoy the family. You go looking for them? You go to auctions? You I, go to. I actually I buy them and, well, my dad restores them. I try to take credit for it. I put a little cash in on it. And then the, they have just uh, antique tractor rides, uh, four or five of them a year. They run going about a 25-mile ride, and just all the old classics. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So how many antique tractors you got? Oh, between Dad and I, we have at least 10. Oh, man. Yeah. And you still have this big farm? No, no, I don't. It it actually got purchased by Peabody Coal Company. It belonged. It actually belonged to my granddad. Gotcha. And then he he sold out and retired and... I said I was going to go on my own, and he gave me that mm. great advice about the farm property. Yeah. yeah. So we had to get in, had to do something. So got, got into trucking. So how did tell us that? How did you get into trucking? Well, I'm third generation. Like I told you my granddad was a farmer, but now he had a best friend that had a watermelon company, a produce company, and he hauled watermelons for him in the summer. And then mid-70s, Farming wasn't great. My dad farmed, too. He started, he actually traded a grain truck for a Kenworth. And on the way home, he broke down in front of a livestock market. And he went in and asked for help, and they got him going. And he ended up hooking to a cattle wagon and going to somewhere in Kansas. He said he didn't know how to drive. He didn't know how to log. And them cows had a rough ride, but they made it. 
This was your granddad? That's my dad. Your dad. Yeah. Okay. So, and then he had several trucks and he trucked for years. So that was the, you know. The, the, so you grew up in it? I did. I did. Didn't, I didn't particularly like trucks. When I had my choice, I would go to the farm. But that's just, you know, that's what I did. I changed so many tires and brakes and worked around the shop that I really didn't want anything to do with trucks when I got grown. But, so, so how'd you do it? I mean, well, when was that break? I mean, when you got out of high school, did you yeah. go right to driving? Or yeah, you... out of high school, I needed a job. Uh, I went to work for a ceiling fan plant, and it took me about five minutes to decide that wasn't for me. So I, I was only, well, just, uh, to go back just a little bit, that was when the CDL, you could get grandfathered in, when they went from the chauffeur to the CDL. Right. So I went ahead and did it. Why not? You know, so I had my CDL, and... I wasn't a ceiling fan maker, so I looked around, found me a local job. I could only drive in the state back then. I was 18. Right. So you didn't drive for Dad? No. No, actually, Dad had a truck in the fence row. Transmission was out of it. Fuel tank was off of it. Exhaust rod off of it. And he said, if you can fix it, you can have it. 359 Pete. I spent time and blood, sweat, and tears and got that thing fixed up. And when I turned 21, he said, you need to find a real truck. I sold that one. So. Yeah, he sold my 359, so it was a 1993. I went out and uh, actually I went and bought a new W900 and uh, went to work. I, on my 21st birthday, I was sitting in Jacksonville, Florida, delivering a load of uh, something in a reefer. I wasn't even legal the day before driving down, but uh, I had to get going. And that was for who? For you at least on? You, I, I was own. using my father's authority. I okay. Used, I used it for just a short time. When I got enough money, I got... Probably 94 through 94 through when I come down to here. It's actually still active, but I'm, but uh, I've had my own authority since then. Since 94. 94. So you piggybacked off dad and started doing. I did. Your own. I did. Deal, dad. Yeah. Or dad just give it up eventually or give um, it to you. Or? Yeah, he finally retired two or three times. He would retire and come back, and then up until 19 when I come down here, he was still driving for me. Oh, he was? Yeah. Yeah, he's still driving today. He's uh, He drives a triaxle dump truck, Hall's Rock. So he's never going to give it up. He ain't going to quit. Yeah, he's going to work till noon on Davy's funeral, I believe. So. so you never, you never was a company driver or anything for anybody. You went straight into bought your own truck. Other than the, you know, maybe a week or two yeah. at the uh, right. single fan place. I've never had a job. I've just always done my own thing, so. Well, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Lube Zone has opened a new location in Statesville, North Carolina. It's located north of Statesville on Highway 77, just west of Exit 59. Lube Zone services both single trucks and truck fleets, so whether you're driving through or you have a trucking company nearby, Lube Zone are the experts to turn to. Lube Zone's specialty is full-service oil changes that take approximately 30 to 40 minutes. They also offer tractor-trailer grease, gearbox service, generator service, reefer service, and DOT inspections. They also go the extra mile when it comes to quality control. What does that mean? That means your semi-truck is checked not just once, but twice to ensure all service and parts are good to go. Lube Zone does this so you can rest easy knowing that your truck is in top condition. No other service center knows semi-trucks better than Lube Zone. Check out lubezone.com for all their locations, and when you go in there, tell them you heard it on the Oakley Podcast. So during that time, so you had your own authority, and you started you started gaining trucks? Or, or what was the next process there? What made you? It was a slow It was a slow gain. I'm not really a people person. I know you can't tell that from me coming up here, but 
I kept my own and drove for several years. And my dad's first retirement, he kind of got tired of it, and I picked up. He had some drivers he had since the mid-'70s, mm-hmm. so we hated to send them down the road. So I just gained a few trucks and picked them up. And then I just kind of more or less took over his. At, at one time, we ran about 15 between my uncle, my dad, and myself. And seven or eight of them were mine, and then I think twelve was the most I've ever had. Uh, at one time. Yes. Yep. Pulling reefers. Reefers, yes. Yeah, I picked up from Kentucky where we're at. There, there's a lot of distilleries. We hauled a lot, lots of, of uh, liquor out of there. Uh, I picked up state bailments for Montana, Idaho, Washington before they deregulated. Mm, I think I said Utah and Idaho. Anyway, mm-hmm. run a truck five, six, seven loads a week into there. And then we, I got hooked up with a big restaurant supplier. So we brought back French fries and table stock potatoes. So we load them right back into Kentucky, just round and round for several years. How long did you do that, Leonard? Well, right up until I come here in, in 19. So. So from 90, 94 to 19, so. Oh, wow. Several years, yeah. Yeah, and I always dispatched. I never quit driving. I drove, now I won't say every week, but I always drove because I dispatched everyone. And when I'm at the at the shop doing stuff, I can't stay concentrated on what I'm doing. So when I was in the truck, I was pinned up in the truck so I could, I could dispatch my drivers that way. Mm. So you had to dispatch them on where to go and what to do, plus... Drive down the road. Drive down the road. Deal with the customers. Deal with yeah everything. Yeah, I'd, well, I had to micromanage everything. I couldn't leave it to anyone else. So yeah, didn't think I could anyhow. A lot of big responsibility there. So yeah, yeah, and and I I won't say I didn't enjoy it, but you go from twenty five years old and you wake up the next day and you're forty five. You know, when you work hundred hour weeks, it's it goes in a hurry. Yeah. What was what were speaking of that? I mean, what were some of the negatives to to doing that for 20 years just the on call 24 7 you know there's never been a good phone call at 3 a.m yeah you know there's somebody out of fuel in idaho or you know or worse yeah i sure don't miss that anymore that's one of the main things but then i, I didn't get to enjoy my family i made good money supported them you know all of them graduated with college degrees paid for with the exception of my boys, they decided they wanted a new pickup, so they used their college money for that, so whatever. But anyhow, they, so I feel like the kids, and, and and my wife is the main thing. She raised them kids. She done an excellent job. Yeah. I just supported them. I, I did the best I could, but you don't have a life when you do that. So yeah. very seldom I didn't work 100 hours a week. And now you're realizing that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoy it now. Yeah, I, um, we were talking earlier about the e-logs. I was the biggest advocate of e-logs i thought that was the dumbest thing ever but now i'm on them and i actually go to bed after 10 or 11 hours instead of you know you got another 500 miles to go you just start another book and go yeah i don't i couldn't go back to it right i I really i actually really enjoy them didn't think i would we hear a lot of that you know anti stuff like that and and then guys get on it and it it helps them you know it, it gives you more structure i guess Sure. And so most most guys enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some small things they don't enjoy, but well, majority of it. That's one of the main reasons I'm here today. That when they went to ELO, the insurance went up and up. 
you know, and then I had some old drivers that they weren't interested. They just retired. Mm. They were old enough to call it quits, and that's just what they did. They wouldn't do it no nope. e-logs. Nope. They wouldn't do it no nope. Nope. December of 18, whatever the date was, that was the end of them. They, I had at least four guys that that, that was it. So what you what you do with your trucks? Just sell them? Part of them. And trailers, I'm assuming you had, I had trailers. I had 21 trailers. I know that because that is not an easy project, rounding up 21 trailers. They're, they were dropped all over the distilleries in Kentucky and Indiana. And actually, there was one dropped in Pingry, Idaho. So I had to bobtail to Idaho to pick up my trailer and get oh, it back. God. So that was, I decided first of the year, 19, I was done. And it took me till April to finally get everything wrapped up. Wow. So, and I was going to retire. I actually sold some contracts, went and farmed for a week, went to Vegas for a week, and then I called Kent Childers. I said, you got a spot for me next week? <laughs> that, was, that was all I could take. That's it, huh? So, yeah. what, well, so how'd you make that transition from from there to us? I mean, how, how did you hear about us? On Road Dog, you. Oh. On the, heard your commercials, yeah. yep. Actually, I told my dad, I said, I'm going to go to, I think I'm going to go to Oakley. And that was right after he logged and I talked to Kent and I didn't, I don't think I made an appointment, but I let all the drivers know. Well, then I backed out. I went ahead and paid my insurance premium and then we ran one more year. And then after that, I said, I'm done. So, but I didn't, I'd seen the trucks. Oakley's got nice trucks riding around. You know, you just meet them on the road. Actually, there was a Glenn Keens, a guy from up my area. I don't know if you know Glenn or not. He was down here for a short bit. Yes, I think I do. Did he have a Western Star? He did. I remember he Glenn Keene. Yep. I sure do. Yep. We hauled for the same turkey factory there out of Huntingburg, Indiana. Okay. So I knew Glenn, and I met him, and he was telling me it was pretty nice down here. So that's I just decided, I don't know why I made that decision. I just decided that's what I was going to do, and I stuck with it. So Had you ever, now you're in an end-up division, right? I am. You ever done that before? I had not. Came? I had not. I actually come down here to pull a tank when I first signed on, but I, I suppose I didn't pay attention when they were telling me what I was going on, and I yeah. found out they were going to be out three weeks at a time, so I couple weeks ago. found me a dump trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Change that story. Change that up real quick, wouldn't yeah. it? Oakley Trucking is a 100% owner-operator company. We specialize in hopper bottom, end dump, and pneumatic trailers. We provide the trailer free of charge, and you provide the truck. We have a large customer base that reaches the whole United States as well as parts of Canada. Our owner-operators live anywhere from Texas to North Carolina to Pennsylvania to Wisconsin and everywhere in between, and we get them home weekends. We take it seriously when you join Oakley Trucking because we need you to be successful. Oakley offers great benefits and competitive mileage pay, so you know that when your wheels are turning, you're generating money no matter if you're loaded or empty. We understand that you want to make a good living and that you make our living. We only take on independent contractors, and to be honest with you, we are very particular on who we lease on. You must have a good driving record, good work history, and clean, dependable truck. So if you're interested in Oakley Trucking or just want some more information, you can go to oakleytrucking.com, listen to our weekly podcast, The Oakley Podcast, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We talked a little bit about it, but what's some of the little things, but but probably big things that you had to deal with when you had your own authority compared to now you don't have to deal with? You know, we talked a little bit earlier about getting paid. Sure. 
is it i mean oh that's that's a biggie that's what we do it for i don't need to practice so yeah your check is in the bank friday you you don't even think about it another big thing is when you're doing your own thing you have to have so much capital you know the fuel spikes 50 cents a gallon you don't think i mean that's a big deal for one truck have 12 of them that run you know coast to coast you're talking lots of money that you have to have in the bank and you surcharge them and get it back, but we're talking two, three months down the road before you start seeing that. So you got to have some operating capital to you, to be able to go out there until you get paid for sure. your customer. Because them guys, when they get in, they want their check right then. They want their check yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah, you have to. That's the main thing. You have to be a money manager. You know, I'd say that's the number one thing that, I mean, that's easy to say, but I think that's the problem when people go out and, learn how to drive a truck and get and get their own truck they think you know that's nothing but big bucks to be made there and that there is sometimes but you have to hang on to it you can't just go on a spending spree mm -hmm. and not worry about tomorrow because it'll bite you yeah that's a good advice is being a businessman because so. it ain't just uh i got a bunch of trucks and i'm mm -hmm. making a bunch of money well you can make a bunch of money, but a bunch of money can go right out the sure, door yeah. real quick. And you them, know, them $20,000 phone calls come regular. Yeah. You know, the more you got, the more regular they come. <laughs> well, what about now? I mean, so, you know, you had, you had a lot of things that are different from running your own authority to now you're leased to Oakley where we do a lot of that stuff for you. Sure. You know, sure. the, I think some of the big things that people don't realize is the fuel discounts. Oh, yeah, that's big. Very. I mean, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, it? yeah. When I ran my fleet car through Love's, they gave me 10, and they bumped it up to 12 cents a gallon, and I really thought I was a big shot. You know, I was close to J.B. Hunt maybe until I seen what kind of discount you guys get, and I didn't have a discount. Right. So. Yeah, it's it, it adds up quick when you're sure. buying all those gallons. and. You know, I mean, it's just little things like that. And then, um, you know, insurance. I'm, I always hear liability insurance is the big expense for somebody with their own authority. I mean, I know it's a big expense for Oakley. Mm -hmm. You know, we pay a lot of money for liability insurance. And then uh, you're responsible for those guys. They're driving under your liability insurance out there. Yep. Well, that's another thing. The ELD uh, has changed trucking mm -hmm. is the insurance if you don't run eld or i know the company i was with it was like 60 percent premium wow so that's one thing that ran me out i'd kind of gotten my feel you know i mean it, it's cool to have fat shanty trucks run up and down the road with your name on it and everybody knows who you are because i've got 10 trailers dropped at the distillery and Owensboro and got my name written on the side of it you know I, that's pretty neat but you know, after 15, 20 years of it, you get your feel. So yeah. it's not as much glory as it seems. Right, right. And it don't, it, it's got to produce money. It's mm -hmm. got to produce a good living, you know, for sure. How about now? You know, I know you said you could make money doing that, but you're making money now. Yes. Well, you have for the last four, four and a half years. Do you and your wife feel more financially stable now? Yeah, I, I mean, we're at a different time in our life. Everything's paid for, so, you know, they, it's, it's pretty nice. That is nice. But, yeah, the money's here. I don't work weekends anymore. When I first started, I was running Canada, and I was making a ton of money. But then I kind of got back to the same thing that I was doing. You know, one time I was out 
two and a half weeks, and the wife's like, what you I doing? thought she went there to be yeah. home. So, And then I swapped dispatch. I figured perfect time to say, hey, I don't work weekends. Yeah. So. Well, you was, you, I mean, you were geared for all those years to work, work. Mm -hmm. So has it been hard for you to kind of slow down and go home on the weekends? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh -uh. No. Well, you're a smart man because I can tell, I mean, when you're able to get things paid for, doesn't that just make you, doesn't that just change the way you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely a good feeling. Yeah, when you don't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about things shutting down or going wrong or, I mean. Yeah, well, when I first started, I told, I had Kel Shinnup, and I told him, I said, Kel, I take six weeks a year off. And he's like, okay. And then yeah, I heard it through the grapevine. He's like, yeah, he really meant it, that guy. Vacations all the time. But, <laughs> you know, that's what I worked for, so. Yeah. We're gl glad that I can and can do it, and and you know I've never heard a word out of Oakley any of my dispatchers about you just say hey I'm I'm off next week and it's not a problem. Yeah. So they yeah. definitely work with. You. Like you said, that's what we work for. Mm -hmm. You know, to get some of that family time, home time off, sure. vacation, whatever it is you like to do. Mm -hmm. You know, that's go find you some more antique tractors. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the wife don't hear that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all. Hey, we all have those issues mm -hmm. for sure. You know how that is. So what would you tell somebody that that is thinking about coming to Oakley and is nervous about, you know, the dry bulk industry and never been into it like mm -hmm. you, you wouldn't? What would you tell them that they need to be smart about? Oh, yeah. You know, it's just no matter what business it is, it's, it's a lot of, you know, just paying attention to what's going on around you. You know, everyone's scared of those dump trailers. Yeah. And I was too at first, but I'm not saying I'm not, but, you know, they're... Got to respect them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's dirty work, mm -hmm. sweaty work, but it's good work. Mm -hmm. Good. It's good to do. A whole lot, whole lot better than just swinging the door and backing in. I, I really enjoy it. I didn't know that I would. Um, we were talking earlier about the truck that I just leased on. I saved it. Because it could be on paper log just in case I had to go back and do my own thing again because I, I was, you know, I would need to get back on the paper. <laughs> you always got to have a backup plan, yeah, don't you, Leonard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a long way to Seattle and back without that paper. So I was saving it. But I went ahead and brought it because I'm, you know, I never know what's going to happen tomorrow. But I, I plan on retiring here. I've got 50 years old. I've got nine and a half more years before I can kind of kick back. And that's what I, I plan on being right here at least that long. That's good, man. Great story, a great success story, you know, and changing, not careers, but changing business paths, you know, from having your own authority for 20 years or mm -hmm. plus to to making that big decision of getting rid of trucks, getting rid of trailers, and mm -hmm. leasing on to somebody. And it's good to see that you're enjoying it and you want to retire here, and we want you to retire here because you've been a great owner-operator for us. That's good. Yeah, it sure was a... It was different at first. I was, I won't say that I wasn't nervous. Yeah. So. Well, you ought to be. I mean, everybody is coming into something different, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for sitting down with me. I yeah. really appreciate it. Appreciate your input. It's authentic. I can tell, you know, and people that watch this and listen to it, I hope they learn something from it, you know, and get a good idea of what's, what's not, what's here at Oakley, but also going through the trials and stuff you've been through. So okay. thank you, brother. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate everybody listening to the Oakley podcast. Another great episode. You know, Leonard Frills has got a great story, and we're so glad to have owner-operators like him here at Oakley. 
Uh, be sure and check us out every week. We have some new episodes coming up that are going to be great. We also got some really good ones in the past. I would recommend you go into the past, look in the archives, and check out some of our uh, our episodes and some of the people we've interviewed over the past year or two. It's really good. Got some good owner-operators, good testimonials. So appreciate y'all listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Oakley Podcast, Trucking, Business, and Family. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate or review the show in the podcast platform of your choice and share it with a friend. We love hearing from our audience, so if you've got a question, comment, or just want to say hello, head over to our website, theoakleypodcast.com, and click the Leave a Comment button. We'll get you a response soon and may even share some of the best ones here on the show. We'll be back with a fresh episode very soon. Thanks for listening.